HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. My name is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show. Spanning the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear fission. They're too bad for radio and too good-looking for television. And now, here they are. America's last best hope to make the internet safe for absolutely no one. Two people who will do pretty much anything for a pizza. Your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. Welcome to our Ed Koch Memorial show. Oh, oh please. Enough about Ed fucking Koch already. I mean, doesn't any doesn't anybody remember what New York was like during those years? Bury that man. In a Catholic cemetery. No, Episcopalian. Right, right, oh, right. But, um... Yeah. But not a Jewish cemetery. $20,000 to be buried next to uh, the guy who built the steam engine or something down there at Trinity Church. Once you're dead, you know, you're dead. No, but, I mean, doesn't anybody remember I mean, how poor his relationships were with like the black community? The uh, gay community. How he completely ignored the gay community. And it's not even the fact that he's a closeted queer himself. He's a closeted Republican, which is probably even fucking worse. It really is. It's worse. <laughs> <laughs> we've, got, we've got a big peanut gallery here today it's on our Puppy Bowl show. Our Animal a- Rescue Radio Microthon. <laughs> Wait, what kind of animals are we rescuing, Joe? <laughs> we, we've got Harris Bloom. There we go. <laughs> well, our cat rescue person um, <clears throat> was a bit of a flake and, and canceled. At but, it, but it's okay. Between you and I, we've rescued enough cats to. That's uh, true. For a, a herd, cats come in herds. A pride, a Gaggles. pride of cats. Yes, a pride. A pride. Is it pet? <laughs> pride of cats? Is that lions? <laughs> yeah. Say? Well, let me tell you, my cat Jeepster is the king of the jungle, yo. Yeah. <laughs> we've got Sarah Cross from Badass Brooklyn Animal Rescue here. Welcome. Hi, thank you. And we've got Harris Bloom from Stewie to the Rescue. 
Welcome. And covering Thank the you. rock and roll end of things, we've got our friends, the Jam Messengers, Yo. this psychotropic yeah. beatnik blues with my good friend Rob Kay from Hawaii and Marco Butcher from Brazil. Say hi, guys. Great pleasure to be here, Mike. <laughs> Sharky, it's always good to see you, baby. It's good to see you guys. And um, speaking of rescuing animals, you've got um, your favorite type of beast, the drug-sniffing dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's an animal I'd like to see go down the tubes. We had a real bad encounter with one of them in Tennessee about a week ago. Oh. Co- cost me a thousand buck bribe to the constabulary to get out of wait, Dodge. Wait, are you telling me that a police officer took a bribe from you? No, in the, Tennessee? No, the DA took a bribe from me. <laughs> Even, <better>. <laughs> <laughs> Even worse than the police officer. They're so crooked down there, it ain't funny, man. So have you guys rescued any uh, police dogs? Any uh, canines? Uh, me, no. Uh, <laughs> Probably you're happy about that. <laughs> I'm guessing, yeah. The canine narcos. Now, um, Stewie to the Rescue is in New York. Sarah, you get most of your dogs from southern shelters, right? Um, yeah, basically we um, have partnerships with volunteers in um, rural areas in the south where the pounds are extremely high kill. Usually their kill rates are in the 90%. Um, so, you know, some one um, pound that I just rescued about seven dogs from is a rabies control facility in Vermilion, Louisiana, that does not have any public adoptions and will not release dogs to any rescue unless they're on their approved 501c3 list. So I'm not even a 501c3 yet, so I had to go through another rescue down there. It was like a whole production. But, um, yeah, basically if the dog goes in, they get killed. So that's sort of what we're dealing with. Um, it's, you know, most of these pounds are near the landfill, um, they just kill them and, and dump them. Um, they have about seventy-two hours uh, hold for for strays, but so owner if someone, yeah, if somebody, owner surrenders get killed right away. So yeah, um, that's the same in here in New York. Yeah. Same, they have a seventy-two hour hold on strays, and uh, owner surrenders are killed immediately. Yeah, even if they're surrendered because, like, you know, oh, we had a baby. Doesn't I can't matter, handle. There's it. no space. Doesn't matter what the reason is. There's no I, space. But there's space. I mean, there's New York is huge. They have all that money. Uh, not the shelter system, uh, which is severely underfunded and, and quite it's actually run by the city um, de facto, um, and they just don't care, quite frankly. Uh, the board of directors is, is miserable. Uh, they just don't try to um, improve things. They have a, about a 30% kill rate, and, uh, you know, and the only reason the kill rate is that low is because of the work of the local, you know, the volu- all volunteer rescues, right. that, you know, the rescue zillas and the second chance rescues and all those guys who are doing, yeah, you know, really also, yeoman's the work. The city pound here, the city ACC, does not make it easy for rescues to pull from them either. either it doesn't make it r- easy for anyone. My friend went and adopted a cat two weeks ago. They were there eight hours. Yeah, there's hundreds of stories like that. It's, it, it's it, ridiculous. It, it is crazy, and especially by qualified cat owners, and you see these beautiful kittens, and they want homes, and um, the crazy cat ladies, as we affectionately uh, refer to them, which <laughs> is basically Judy and I as well are part of that <laughs> in that group. Um, but yeah, you know, they want to come out, they want a resume, they want an application, they want an essay. Um, you but know, for, no, for a cat, and it's like, but I mean, even you know, like the suburban shopping mall variety of like animal rescue, it's like they really make you jump through hoops to find a good home, and I appreciate that. But it's sad that when when good cats can't find good homes by people like you, you and I, Judy. I mean, who rescue animals all the time. 
I, our friends know, here that, at Roberta's That's different Heritage. than what they do at the shelter, though. This is a little bit different. You absolutely have to have an application. You absolutely have to have references. You absolutely yeah. have to have a home visit. In our case, we do a home visit. We don't go through, spend hundreds of dollars of our own money, thousands many times, um, to rescue these dogs just to get them you know, sent somewhere where we don't know what's going to happen to them. It's very important that we know what is going to happen to this dog, and we are very comfortable with the person adopting them. I think it's absolutely important for every shelter to have an application. Down south, you can just walk in and take a dog. Most, you know, a lot of times they're taking them to use for bait, for fighting. So this isn't, that's not the point. The point is that the city pound makes it very difficult for for good rescues to actually get on their list to rescue from them, they also do make it difficult to adopt in other ways. I mean, as far as the the application, that is absolutely a necessity. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that too. It was just so badly run and these guys yeah. are qualified. They had references, they have vets, um, but they just, if, if they had kids or something that they had to get home to, they wouldn't have been able to sit through the whole process. And um, one of the other things is like about the, the money situation. Stewie to the rescue, I believe you don't just do rescues. You help people help their pets, don't yeah, you? Yeah, we actually specialize in helping low-income individuals pay for medical care uh, for their pets. Uh, we work very closely with a few of, of vets in the city. Uh, like Dr. Garrow uh, Alexanian of the Low Cost uh, Pet Mobile, mm-hmm. uh, who actually is stationed outside the city shelters, uh, once in front of Manhattan, once in front of Brooklyn, as well as in front of the Bronx, and uh, he's, in, he's moving to Staten Island also one day a week, uh, where people go first come, first serve. People literally wait for hours uh, because he's so cheap, and people can't afford vet care these days. Yeah, no, it's, it's um, a li- they're like dentists. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, you know, what what will happen is they'll uh, he'll see somebody... Uh, if they can't even afford his discounted rate, Gara will call me, and I'll, uh, you know, Stewie will come to the rescue. And how do you how do you raise money? A uh, couple of ways: the uh, begging friends. Uh, <laughs> okay. We also sell T-shirts, and we sell calendars on our website, StewieToTheRescue dot org. And uh, the biggest way, I guess, is my comedy shows. I'm also a stand-up comedian. I do monthly shows, uh, sometimes uh, twice a month, for the various rescues, including my own in New York City. Uh, I also do them for outside the city for other rescues. So. Uh, that's basically how we do it. And we have a couple of donors who do raise funds for us. Wait, so your comedy show is strictly to raise money for yeah, the rescue the, stuff? Yeah, the whole cover I, goes it, to the rescue. And is the routine based on animal rescues? My, well, <laughs> my own... I want to hear an animal rescue joke. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few. Uh, well, my first rescue dog was a uh, 60-pound pit bull we got from the shelter. Uh, we don't know much about the previous owner, but we have a good idea what he did for a living. The pit bull's name was Kilo. Wethick and Kilo had a brother named Dimebag (laughs) Maybe a sister named I can't believe that bitch was a cop (laughs) Sarah how do you How do you get it together I see you guys out on Driggs Avenue in Williamsburg With your dogs Uh, Well we have adoption events um, uh, So that's one thing we do We do have adoption events We have Pet Finder obviously Is Mm -hmm. how we we, you know advertise uh, You know to get applications for our dogs Um, You can always find us online It's badassbrooklynanimalrescue.com Or badassbk.com Like badassbrooklyn Badassbk.com is our website And um, on Facebook we are Badass Brooklyn Foster Dog And the only (laughs) reason that we are still that Is because after we had 100 fans I couldn't change it Because it started out just as my one foster right. dog and then I couldn't change it after there was 100 fans so it's still Baptist Brooklyn foster dog but yeah in terms of raising money I mean that's always a struggle I just came from a meeting that's why I was late I came from a meeting with um, my partner who's also our treasurer and we have a serious problem because you know we had to pay for all the Louisiana dogs um, and we don't have any of those adoption fees so we have a major cash flow issue and it's like 
you know, we're always, always scraping, trying to find money. Um, for you the first a comedy two years, fundraiser. yeah. <laughs> well, for the first two years, it was on my personal credit card. So, um, yeah. So while it was on my personal credit card, I could just run up as much debt as I wanted. But now that we're incorporated and we're trying to get our five one c three, you know. Um, 51c3 status we have to be really on top of it yeah. and we can't put our own money into it anymore oh. so yeah so it's because uh, we're not we're not using it as a tax shelter it actually is an, a rescue so, so, so do um, either of you guys have any particularly sassy little bitches you're looking to get rid of this week uh, well actually I don't even pull animals from the shelter no. I mean I help I help only again in helping low income individuals pay and I also help pledging uh, I actually pledge for animals to be taken out of the city shelters uh, which happens a lot on Facebook. How can people do that? Uh, basically, there's a, a group on Facebook called Urgent uh, Urgent Part 2, if you search for that on Facebook. Right. They actually list the, the kill list every night. I get on, I'm on that for cats. Yeah, yeah, pet, uh, pet row animals, whatever it is. Um, but, yeah, there's a kill list, and they will list them every night, and people will pledge money. Uh, to For someone to for somebody, Yeah, for somebody to basically pull them from the but shelter. But the rescue has to f- pull them, right? For a rescue, right? Yeah. Okay. Once we hear the rescue pull them, I find out who the rescue was, and Stewie will, you know, help out with the, you know, because every time, because here's the thing, all the animals get sick in the shelter. There yeah. is, you know, there's a recent report by a uh, Manhattan Borough President uh, Scott Stringer. There is a 100 percent infection rate <laughs> in our city shelter. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. So basically, once an animal goes in there, they're going to get sick. It's kind of like the Mars bar used to be. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, the animals probably don't get herpes. What do, you, do, you, do you have any, I mean, are your dogs like, um, we were talking earlier about how most of the New York dogs are, are pit bulls, which are kind of a tough adoption. What do you, well, what kind we do you actually, I, the reason I kind of got sucked into this is because, well, first of all, I have a beagle, and I had been looking for a beagle, you know, on Pet Finder, and I did find her at the Manhattan, you know, at the Manhattan Pound, uh, at the CACC in Manhattan. Uh, that was years and years ago. I ended up getting sucked into Southern Shelters on Facebook because, you know, I had been volunteering for some a rescue actually on the Navajo Reservation where it's really bad and uh, helping them donate to them. And I, I saw some stuff come into my newsfeed about, you know, North Carolina dogs about to be killed. You know, the same thing. They post the kill list. Volunteers do it. I mean, we're working with a shelter now in Selma, Alabama, where the volunteers, um, you know, they can't even get in to take pictures. Um, you know, it can be pretty, it can be pretty rough down there with, um, you know, very corrupt small uh, local governments. But um, some are better than others. Um, but yeah, so basically, I got sucked into this, and I really wanted to rescue beagles. <laughs> so it was mostly beagles in the beginning. But as I partnered with some other people, and and we really. We pull the kind of dogs that we ourselves could foster because at the end of the day, like, if no one else is going to foster that dog, that dog's coming home with me. Right. So it's a lot of beagles, hounds, shepherds, German shepherd mixes, um, just a lot of mutts, you know. And, and we notice what our adopters like, and that's we tend to pull dogs that we know our adopters are going to want to adopt as much as possible. Right. So a lot of dogs in, you know, in the 20 to 35 pound range, um, you know, mutts. Um, I've pulled dogs as old as 12 years old, um, which can be hard to place seniors. I'm, I have a soft spot for the seniors. Um, and, um, and then we've also pulled dogs. We don't tend to pull puppies on purpose, but sometimes we pull a female dog and find out she's pregnant. Right. 
and that's always a challenge because you got to find a foster down south who wants to keep the puppies for 10 weeks until they're healthy but so we have all kinds we really have all kinds um but uh, honestly beagles are to southern rescue southern shelters what pitbulls are up here in terms of that well you know nothing would make me happier judy if we could find a home for some of these dogs today on the mike and judy show so sarah why don't you tell us right before we take a break and get some music happening uh where people can reach out and find you and uh please call into the show we want to get everybody a puppy or a kitten today so please look online on uh, Facebook, Badass Brooklyn Foster Dog, or our website, which is BadassBrooklynAnimalRescue.com. Okay, we're going to be back with more of this uh, do-gooding. But first, <laughs> have, some Judy, do-batting. Some do-batting. Judy, have you actually seen the puppy ball before? Of, co- of, of course. course. <laughs> right, there's hedgehog cheerleaders this year. I'm not going to miss it. I'm going to make nachos. It's going to be amazing. to be better than the, the manly game, that's oh. for sure. <laughs> well, I, um, I, I heard this year's Super Bowl is going to be gayer than last year's Super Bowl, which is hard to believe. But the inaugural was gay this year, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, Beyonce, I, don't, I, I, just, I can't be bothered with football at all. I'm just really glad we're... So what goes on with these puppy balls? I really have no idea. To me, it's, it's just like, I don't know. Like I remember Bud Ball, and I kind of lost interest when it was beer bottles. Battling it's each other. puppies cavorting on a field. They call fouls if somebody poops. They have um, the water can. Kind of like our show. Yeah. <laughs> Which Mike has gotten a lot of fouls. Um, they have a ca- they have a camera at the bottom of a water bowl, so you see the cute little puppy face licking. Oh, up. water bowl camera. And our friend um, Carolita has a friend who's who adopted one of the the uh, dogs. All the dogs on the show are. Um, Either up for adoption or, ado- or you know, and again, and again much, much like the Mike and Judy show. Yes. So, okay, halftime. Halftime. Halftime with the Jam Messengers. And then let's talk about cats, because I'm sick of dogs. Yeah. <laughs> well, we but, got some cat people here, that's But for you sure. know what? If they keep drinking like that out there in Roberta's, they're going to be tipsy, baby. All right, the Jam Messengers, baby. At Searsman tonight, please come on out. about art, but not one word you say makes sense. I gotta question your competence. You're tipsy, 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 you're tipsy. You can't hardly stand on your own two feet. Oh yeah. Physically perfect, everything there. Got the face of an angel and golden hair. Dangerous high heels on your feet make you wobble down Ludlow Street. Cause you're tipsy. You're tipsy. You're tipsy. You're tipsy. You can't hardly stand on your own two feet. Walking down an ocean called Ludlow Street. Tripping on waves of concrete. Ain't that sweet? Ain't that sweet? that sweet ain't that sweet well your face is sweet 
but your stomach is sour. I gotta get you home within the hour. Staggering down the avenue. Taxis drive by when they look at you, cause you're tipsy. You're tipsy. You're tipsy. You're tipsy. You can't hardly stand on your own two feet. Walking down an ocean called Ludlow Street. Tripping on waves of concrete. Ain't that sweet? Why, Butcher? Why, baby? Tell them, people. Tell them. You're tipsy, baby. You're tipsy, baby. Yay! And you dig it. The Jam Messenger. Here on the Mike and Judy Animal Rescue Microthon. (laughs) And guess, Judy, guess who I found out wandering the halls here at uh, Heritage Radio? Our big boss man, Patrick Martin. Patrick Martin, who's uh, himself a dog man. Uh, I just want you to know, your show is not canceled. You got the critical <laughs> amount of eight viewers, your last show. Yes. So you're fine. Excellent. Well, I was just saying, I want. I have two Scottish Terriers, and, uh, you know, the pigs I sell are pure breed pigs, Tamworth, Gloucester Old, Spot, Berkshire, so I kind of want my dogs, who I'm living with every day, to be purebred, too, so I know what they're like. Ugh. Oh. Crazy? Oh, boo. I'm keeping up tradition. The Scots. This is one of the biggest Scottish things, and it's a label on a whiskey. I mean, Scottish areas are important. Who wants to take over the why purebred dogs are wrong argument? No, 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 it's not. It's really not a right or wrong argument. You can find a purebred in any shelter, and you know, I mean, you can get a purebred from a breed rescue if that's what you want. I, I just think what's wrong is going to a breeder and buying a dog. That's what's wrong. When there are millions dying in really inhumane ways, we rescue from shelters that gas chamber the dogs to death. We rescue from shelters that heart stick, meaning they stab the dogs to death with a um, burning needle of acid, um, and they usually don't get it right away. Uh, So these are some of the things that we're dealing with on an everyday basis, and if you want a purebred, you can find one from a rescue pretty easily. Yeah, and people have this misconception that, like... That sheltered dogs There's something wrong with the dogs yeah. Which is completely untrue I mean, Something wrong with the person Exactly A lot of these are surrenders Or just You know They just weren't wanted For some reason So are you guys like Against the Westminster Dog Show Because it's all Breeder run uh, I'm personally against it uh, But part of the reason why Is just because I, I, I think I recall them uh, Refusing to allow Sheltered dogs To be uh, shown um, At the At the show uh, They thought it would Take away from You know Their event So for that reason alone I'm anti-Westminster. I think that calls for a growl, Joe. You should make your own dog show. That would be really cool. Uh, Competitions. I, oh, <laughs> like a mutt show? Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's an idea, definitely. When I was, doing, I like I, it. I was doing we kind of sandbag Patrick a little bit there, <laughs> but uh, thanks for coming by. Well, the Scotties are the haute couture of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing a project with um, the Bronx Zoo, and I was talking to the mammalogist there all the time, and he, we were talking about dogs, and he said that um, the purebreds so many of them are so inbred that they have all the bad yeah, all yeah. well all the bad qualities health like problems. personality health Temperament problems yeah i mean it's just um he said yeah. that a lot of them have really bad health problems and if you look at the parents that bred the puppies it's pretty scary i mean you can look on, online about some of the puppy mills and some of the 
the breeders that are not super responsible. Um, and yeah, do it a is, search for puppy mills. It's I pretty mean, horrible. It's ugly. I mean, it's, it's, ugly. it's so stomach-turningly horrendous yeah, the conditions what these are animals terrible. are going through every day that, and for their entire lives that I would challenge anyone that has any remote empathy whatsoever for other living beings to ever want to buy a dog after seeing something like that. Yeah, by the way, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention here that uh, the elephant in the room, actually the boar in the room, <laughs> there's a huge mounted boar uh, above our it's heads. It's not the vegan show, Harris. It's killing me in an animal rescue show. You couldn't take it down for a uh, half hour? That's B-O-A-R. <laughs> <laughs> the boars are me and Mike. <laughs> oh, let's talk about kitty cats. Cats, uh, yes. Yes. Now, Judy, you just adopted. You fostered a cat, and what I have, happened? I have a feeling this happens with a lot of foster parents. <laughs> um, You're I a got, failed foster. I'm a failed foster because, well, no, I got two. My, my friend Eva, who refused to come on the show today, although she gave me plenty of notice, unlike our other cat rescue person who bailed at 10 a.m. Eva's um, awesome. <laughs> she... I said, okay, you're going out of town. I can foster two kittens. I have two cats already, but just two. I was ready to take four, and then I had a huge fight with my boyfriend. So I was like, okay, one kitten. So she comes mm-hmm. over, her wily, cute self, with um, this, you know, a cat carrier, and she pulls out two kittens. One, a little orange one that already had a, you know, we, we knew that was going to have a home. And then another one that needed special care, a little black Oscar. fuzzball named Oscar <laughs> that I called Oscar. It had some <laughs> stupid name. It was three weeks old, so I had to feed him every few hours he slept on me he pooped on me he vomited on me and like it was like a it was like your baby you can't give it up marco sure. butcher is practically in tears <laughs> you got a lot of cats down there in brazil three and a dog and i got two both out of the street i got one of mine out of a lava tube in my backyard you have a lava, a lava tube? tube? What is yeah, that? Yeah, well, I live in Hawaii. A lava tube is like a hollow space where the lava flowed through really quickly, and she had made a home out there. Mm-hmm. And I kept hearing weird noises, and then finally I was saw like the flash of her running away, started putting out some milk. Eventually I coaxed her out. Her name's Boo. She's oh, gorgeous. Cool. I, I like this her. band. What's your name again? <laughs> Jam Messengers. I like We're it. cat lovers. I like well, it. Marco's got an Irish wolfhound, yeah, too. Yeah, I do. Huge. It broke cats. his jaw. His dog broke his jaw. How broke whose jaw? Wait. Oh, by, a- by accident. Uh, she was sleeping. I was, I was trying to play with her. She got scared. And <laughs> my chin with her huge head. And broke my jaw and tea. <laughs> That's okay. I still love her just the same. Of course. So I'm to ask you guys a question. Um, what happens if someone rescues an animal or adopts an animal and it doesn't work out? It's a bad fit for whatever reason. Uh, what, is there a well, they're supposed to give it back to the rescue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Badass can talk more about that. Yeah, we, we have basically in our contract, we require you to give the dog back if you can't take care of the dog anymore um, for whatever reason. Divorce, financial situation, the temperament of the dog is not what you can handle. I actually um, had to take back a dog recently who had um, developed such uh, resource guarding aggression, he started biting people. And um, we had to raise money and get him. We got him up to an amazing trainer in Providence, Rhode Island. I spent 15 hours over one weekend driving basically 700 miles round trip between Pennsylvania, Providence, and back down um, to get him um, to the trainer. And uh, hopefully he'll be back in a week. He's doing great. And he's adoptable now. So, <laughs> But you those know, people just, aren't going to get him. No, no. I mean, they relinquished him. And they couldn't handle, you know, they, they, they weren't, they never got on a training 
for him. But yeah, I mean, we will always take the dog back. It's important that that happen because we don't want our dogs to end up back at a shelter after everything we've been through. And I think it's important that people know that too, that yeah. they're not going to get stuck with an animal for whatever reason. Now, my kitty cat, Jeepster, um, you know, it was a real problem kitten. He was very feral and he was very wounded when I got him. He was rescued in Ditmas Park and he was a troubled kitten. He's still very skittish, but he's very sweet now. I mean, but it took a lot, a lot of work. But and still, he was like, peeing out of the your, box. None of your friends I couldn't, have met Jeepster. No, no one's, yeah, no one's ever touched him besides me in seven years. It's yeah. Mike's imaginary cat. I know. Hmm. Is he here now, it's Mike? Is he here now, Mike? <laughs> well, you know, he's, he's, he's a great pal, and basically, it took, he was a lot of work. I mean, a hug from Jeepster is worth ten times more than just, you know, your average slutty lap cat, because, <laughs> because I had to work so hard, hard for it, but really, he was a problem at first night. He was peeing out of the box. I wasn't really sure. Um, I had to get him... Uh, neutered and he started spraying and I couldn't capture him. I had to call the cat rescue ladies who got him in Brooklyn, right? <laughs> we had to triangulate him with a sheet because I said, listen, if you can capture this cat in Ditmas Park, surely you can find him in a one-bedroom apartment in Manhattan. <laughs> um, but it, there was a moment there when I was wondering what to do in my vet. Um, it was, it was awesome, Dr. Ted Weiner at the Gotham Animal Clinic. Um, and I, I love Dr. Ted. Um, he reminds me too. It's about my quality of life too. And it would be a shame if I had to give up the cat because he's adorable and I love him. But at some point, it was creating a massive problem in, in my home. Fortunately, we got it turned around. I like to think just through you know a lot of you know love and, and warmth and that you know I have to foster a nice environment. Yeah. But man, it took a long time to, to, to get him right, and uh, it was well worth it. Like I said, it was yeah. great. But I, I worry about that. You know, yeah, and that's another thing. You don't have to necessarily get the cat to. Uh, you know, adopt it. You can foster first to make sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, most groups, if not the, you know, even the, the shelter, you wouldn't know it from their website or anything like that, but uh, the, you know, the pound, the ACC, Animal Care and Control, you can foster an animal from there just to make sure uh, that it's right for you before you commit to adopting it. But they really don't advertise that, that you can... Well, they're, I mean, they're terrible. <laughs> they're <laughs> I mean, really... Quite frankly, I will say just some one thing that w- when I started my rescue two years ago, and I didn't think I was going to be starting a rescue, I just fostered one dog. It turned out that the rescue bailed and I ended up having to find him a home, so I just got stuck kind of with it, but uh, I didn't really plan on starting a whole big rescue, but with the first few people who adopted from me, we thought, you know, when I adopted my dog from the CACC, I went home just like crying because I didn't know I, I was so overwhelmed with the responsibility of it and I had no support and I had a couple of friends who had dogs and I would call them all the time with questions but I really had not I mean I had grown up with dogs but I hadn't had a dog as an adult and it was like such a huge responsibility that I knew I couldn't take I couldn't take her back to the pound and she would get killed so I was really you know overwhelmed and what I wanted with our rescue with Badass is that you know we have a huge network of really supportive adopters and alumni we have a closed Facebook group for them when people adopt from us, it's an ongoing relationship, and we provide a lot of support after the adoption, so they don't feel like they have to return the dog. I mean, returning the dog is really like the last resort, and it's really about helping them get through those things like separation anxiety, house training, right. like the basic things that everybody goes through. But if you're going through it alone, it's a lot scarier. If you're going through it with 400 people that can help you, you can post on a Facebook group, and you've got you know 10 or 20 really experienced adopters who post advice for you. I mean, it has been amazing, and that's one of the real big benefits of becoming part of our community. And I also want to mention with Valentine's Day coming up, that is a damn good way to meet people. A a dog. Chick magnet. I'm a cat person, but like a dog... You are going to get laid. <laughs> and let me tell you, having the cat kind of like, you know, helps uh, separate the wheat from the shaft, too, because when the girls come over, they don't like the kitty cat. Yeah. Sorry. Exactly. See ya. Bye-bye. All right, listen, before we go, I want to encourage everybody out there in Radio Land one more time. Please, please, um, you know, rescue, adopt, find yourself a pet. Um, Mike and Judy say go. Do it for Joe Namath. He's a Super Bowl guy, right? Hey, um, <laughs> Harris, when is your next event so people yes, can Namath? go? 
Our next event is actually <laughs> this Wednesday, uh, February 6th at Gotham Comedy Club. It's for Stewie to the Rescue and Four Animals, which All is right. a cat rescue. Oh, so, we oh, love that one. Split the money there. And uh, yeah, February 6th. And then in, we have one in March uh, with another cat rescue. I and where can people find you online? They can find me at StewieToTheRescue.org. Also, just uh, you know, friend me on Facebook. Okay. I'm, I'm there, Harris Bloom, and so is Stewie to the Rescue. <laughs> we actually have a um, fundraiser called Smooch a Pooch, which is happening on February 10th at Canal Bar from 7 to 10. Uh, you can buy tickets online. Again, Smooch a Pooch. You can find us on Facebook, Badass Brooklyn Foster Dog, and online at BadassBrooklynAnimalRescue.com. Right on, Judy. This has been the best pooper bowl ever. <laughs> 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 and uh, some, some guys who are not lip syncing. I promise you guys, these are not lip syncing. It's the Jam Messengers. But um, before we hit the song, tell us, uh, you guys are just ending up a tour, a long tour of America? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 15 shows in 18 days, a few with the Blues Explosion, a couple with Papa Chubby, a bunch with some pimply puppies who I can't even remember the names <laughs> of. <laughs> and uh, tonight you're going to be uh, downtown? Zierzeman, bottom of Houston Street. With our good friend Bob Burt? Uh, playing with Don Fleming uh, and also Jack Martin's band called Bob Dylan Death Watch, which I'm looking forward to checking out. You guys out. have a Jam Messenger page or we just find you and Marco on Facebook? You can find that. We have a Jam Messenger page at Facebook and Marco and I are on Facebook. We're pretty easy to find. And your new record is awesome. Kick out on thick syrup, and yeah, uh, we're uh, having fun with it. All right, it. I think you're going to play my favorite song now, right? Yeah, called yeah. Wake Up in Makeup. Put on some coffee to brew. Wake up! Yeah. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes Store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. 
You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.